0: In this week's episode, we're all over the place with news from throughout the resort and beyond. The annual Haunted Mansion Tiki Mug came out to much hoopla and long lines, while a new Hitchhiking Ghost plush set just came out. It's all in the advertising. We got the not-so-shocking news that the long-suffering hotel project has been canned. What does it all mean? Will the hotel guests get their Starbucks back? Will the rainforest ever return? Also, a parking structure update. Hashtag Fat Time with Mr. Knight. Aladdin gets a teaser and more on this blue episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the
0: Mousepire Podcast.
1: What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice lives.
2: What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring help me, Hardy Joe. You never had a friend like me.
1: Some imagination, huh? <laughs> made you look
0: happy birthday whose birthday uh, It was nightmare before christmas last week yeah merchandise all over the place yeah they got a lot of merchandise they got too much merchandise it's like uh i mean i like nightmare and all but it's only part disney
1: well it's it's the part of uh, <coughs> Damn, phlegm. Whoa. Isn't that part of Disney that makes money? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Merchandise,
0: merchandise, merchandise.
1: Up the ass. So, yeah, tons of merchandise for Nightmare Before Christmas. And um, if you guys hear any uh, buddy, anybody else besides us talking, that's uh, stupid Joe Buck in the background there with uh, while watching the Dodger game. So, while well, we're listening to the Dodger game. So... Yeah, that's what's going on, and uh, if you hear us say shit or we get a mad, <laughs> you know they're doing bad. All right, we got a out. Yeah. We're over here, uh, top of the eighth right now. So anyway, we have a lot of stuff to get to, and we're going to start with the big old line over there by the Disneyland Hotel.
0: I couldn't do it, man. I was just, just too early, too long. My knees can't hold up that long. For the tiki mug.
1: That they were uh, selling today at Trader Sam's. But I guess they were supposed to uh, have sold, finished selling them at 8 o'clock. The way that I understand, just I just saw a post saying you have until 8 o'clock to get them. So I'm guessing that 8 o'clock was, that's it. They weren't going to sell anymore today. The way I'm thinking is they still have more and they'll be selling more tomorrow. So anyway, if you guys uh, got your Tiki mugs, that's pretty cool. Uh, just like Anthony said, it was too early for even me to go over there. Well, it wouldn't have been early because it would have been me just driving before I even went to bed. If you
0: would have said you wanted to go, I would have went with you.
1: Oh, uh, I wouldn't have wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would have liked to get the mug, but yeah, I'm those. I'm, I'm not down for that line.
0: Now we talked week last week about Walt Disney World's had theirs come out. And we talked about how it looked. Yeah. They announced this one. And guess what? What? It was different. It was. They're like, screw you. If you want the one from Florida, you're going to have to buy it yep. on eBay or know somebody over there. If somebody in Florida wants the one from California, screw you. You're going to have to buy it on eBay or know somebody in California. Because both Tiki Monks are completely different. And what's the difference? We told you about how on the other one, the head was in the case. And then there was a blank space where his face was supposed to be. It looked kind of weird.
1: Yeah, his 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 basically
0: his head was in the in the box. Right, his head was in the box. Uh, on the one for here in Disneyland, his head is on his shoulders where it belongs. <laughs> uh, there's nothing in the box. Right, uh, not even a cat. No, not and, even in uh, his hat. His uh, you know his skeleton face is where it belongs, and I think it looked way cooler because it looked more natural obviously, the my most ideal thing would have both of them, but... Yeah. If I had to choose between the two, I think I would rather have the one we had here just because it looks more natural.
2: <laughs>
0: but yeah, so, Disney, trolling everybody. Duh. I ain't falling for your shenanigans, Disney, not this time. I got my one from two years ago. I didn't have to stand in hardly any lines for it. I didn't have to be up at the butt crack of dawn, and I got alcohol with them, so
1: yeah there was uh, supposedly a thousand people lined up for this but or bought it not lined up they' saying a thousand people bought it, but we're guessing there was more than a thousand people that bought it during those hours and well, if you were one of those people in line, well, how are your feet feeling <laughs> yeah I wasn't gonna go in line for that it was yeah i i I want it, but whatever maybe one of the our listeners got an extra one and will like to give it to me. <laughs> I know. Uh, they already put them up for eBay for like a million dollars. So, Speaking of eBay, I bet you Tim got a whole bunch of them. So yeah, that went on sale today on Tuesday. And uh, we'll see how long they last. Also, something else that went on sale were the Hitchhiking Ghost. Now they can really follow you home. Now it's a plush just like... um Hat box goes, That also came with the gargoyle, which I didn't even know until I looked at the box, because my brother got one, and I was talking to Anthony about it, he was wondering how big it was, so the box that is, and uh, I, I was uh measuring the box, how big the box was, and how big the plush were inside, and like, oh, hey, there's a gargoyle in there too, so that one with the hat box and the gargoyle was 50 bucks. The hitchhiking ghost with the three ghosts is seventy bucks, so that's about twenty three dollars a ghost, <laughs> and uh, of course the other ones twenty five dollars each. So I don't know, maybe you, you, you're saving some money, but I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that went on sale on Sun Sunday, I believe. Sunday it was when they was spotted, and uh, we got a I got a message from one of our followers letting us know that was in the store. And you can grab that over at Disney Anna store on Main Street and uh, uh, that store on um, New Orleans or New Orleans. One of those is the front one. It's on the front one. Yeah, the front side of New Orleans. <laughs> anyway, is that the... What's it called? I was reading the Cur- name of it. Port, uh, the Curiosities. Port Royal. Port
0: something. Royal Curiosities. I always just call it the Haunted Mansion Nightmare Shop. Yeah, you
1: can find it in there. And I'm not sure... But did do you think they have them at the Wonderground?
0: Did they have them there before? I don't
1: know. I just for some reason that came to my mind yesterday. Maybe they had them there, so you don't have to go. They inside. would only
0: be there if it's something uh, artwork related, or I know Funko has stuff usually over there. But other than that, I I have no idea.
1: Yeah. So anyway, that's where you can find those uh, the Hitchhiking Ghost, and I know they're still there as of today, Tuesday. So
0: you can go. If you guys know any cast members, you guys uh, should hope that they stick around until cast member uh, holiday discount starts, which is soon. 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 So, yeah, that's uh, two
1: other uh, merchandise items you can get besides the Nightmare Before Christmas anniversary items. They have the sh- uh, the uh, hoodie, like a hoodie sweatshirt. And I saw it uh, when I was there, and I was like, hey, it's pretty nice. I like the colors. I believe it was 60 bucks. I was thinking, like, I would wear this. I would. It's really nice. Uh, I like the graphics on there. It was something I would wear. And, uh, of course, all the other merchandise, they came up for Nightmare. So you can go to the Nightmare Before Christmas, Holland Mansion Shop, and go check that stuff out. And, of course, they have whole, all the items in, uh, like, the Emplorium and then over, over at... Uh, Elias and Company, and then they got some brand new item, plush items that came out too, were like Jack and the Sleigh. Right. And um, I can't remember everything else that came out, but I remember seeing that one.
0: Yeah, the Jack and the Sleigh, I sent you a picture of it, I didn't know if you had already seen it or not, but uh, they saw that one. It looks pretty big from the picture, I can't really tell it.
1: Yeah, well, it's about...
0: Is that, is that... Oh, okay, so it's a little bit smaller than I thought. Yeah, it's, it's probably, About six inches. Maybe it's eight, maybe, yeah. But uh, it looks pretty cool. I know it's branded as being an anniversary edition. But uh, I don't know where that is. If that's at the shop. They have it at all the stores. Because so, i I seen them. Uh, the first time I saw it was over at um, Elias and Company. I was going to say, if it's a plush, you could definitely check in the toy shop. Right. The plush area of uh, Elias. So,
1: yeah, all the merchandise, of course, for... There's a hippie pitching.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all the merchandise for... Um... Nightmares all over the place, and uh, yeah, you can try to get the Hitchhiking Ghost, and um, hope you guys had fun standing in line for the Tiki mug.
0: Hey, you know what? If uh, we the Dodgers lose this game, that almost is going to pull the plug on their postseason chances. You think? Maybe. I think so, too. Uh, you know what else has been had the pulled? Pulled pork? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, you know what else has had the plug pulled on it? What? That damn hotel. Oh,
1: I know, huh? That's like um, we knew we knew it was going to collapse before it even started being built. <laughs> kind of like uh,
0: the what was it called? The Eastern Gateway. Yeah, the Eastern Gateway took a lot longer to die, but this one is coming on. I don't know if you saw that uh, after it was announced. Uh, the OC Register did kind of a uh, a reminiscence. A retrospective no, in tweets no. after they they announced the that the player uh, pulled the lug plug on the Anaheim Luxury Hotel, then they proceeded to retweet or basically do new tweets of all of the tweets from when it was first announced
2: oh, to okay.
0: when more details, to when the stuff was announced that it was going to close, to when... Uh, Earl of Sandwich was announced like it was gonna reopen. They just went like a read tweet retrospective of uh <laughs> Rise and Fall of the Disney Hotel. Wow. So uh what does that mean? Well we don't know. No, nope, we still don't know. It means that uh Disney, it means that downtown Disney is not going anywhere right. anytime soon. It means that that area of the hotel and that down that area of Downtown Disney ain't going anywhere. It means that Earl of Sandwich is not just probably here for a limited time. They're probably just gonna stick around for uh, you know, all of it. Yeah, I would say so. So uh We haven't heard anything else about uh ESPN zone. Obviously we mentioned last time that all the fixtures have been taken out. So I would think that if they're gonna turn that open that back up, it would be something other than ESPN zone because just because they have no reason to go back to that name because it was the last one. Except for maybe just for nostalgia or name recognition. But I would think it would be just as easy just to open it back up as something else. Uh, The theater, we've heard different rumors. We've talked about that before. But uh, somebody has reached out and said that they're willing to come back in. Yes,
1: I think the the gorillas are coming back. Whoa. Well, the gorillas want to come back. Oh, okay. So... Rainforest Cafe says they want to come back to Downtown Disney, but Disney says we haven't talked to Rainforest Cafe, and there's been no talks about it,
0: but... It just doesn't make any sense with that building particularly. The building is specifically designed for them. The, the exteriors are all facaded just specifically for Rainforest Cafe. If you weren't going to bring Rainforest Cafe back you wouldn't be able to just have some other any other restaurant in there unless you're going to remodel the whole place but you'd think it would just be cheaper to bring Rainforest back or are you going to be like oh here's our Jungle Book themed restaurant that we're going to open now now the Rainforest Cafe is owned by Landry's and I saw that and the first thing I thought of was oh wouldn't it be great to have Landry's Steakhouse there (laughs) but that would also require a remodel yeah
1: But what I was getting at is that they actually have two restaurants they operate in Walt Disney World. They have uh, the T Rex Cafe in Disney Springs, and they have uh, Yak and Yeti Quick Service Eatery in down uh, in Disney's Animal Kingdom. So they already have a partnership with Disney, right? In a sense, so why wouldn't Disney say, "Hey, yeah, please come back," you know? Because you they already do the business with them. I can understand maybe Disney uh, has an idea of what they want to do with that that building. Of course, anything new that Disney wants to put in there is going to mean that they're going to uh, probably tear down the building in some way and rebuild it, just like they did with Splissville and all that stuff. But I don't know. I would I would think it'd be a better idea to uh, I think it'd be a better idea for Disney just to you know have Rainforest come back. Like I said, if Disney wanted to do something else with the building, then they're going to have to spend the money to do whatever construction. it's going to take longer.
0: It's going to take much longer. Right. It's not like with Splitsville, which those plans had probably been in works since before uh, House of Blues closed. The plans had probably already been approved and everything. They probably knew that they were going to build the Splitsville there before that. So... <laughs> Don't catch that shit, Yell it bitch. He ran to the wall. Anyways, yeah. So it, it just doesn't make any sense because yeah, all those other places, even the remodel of the uh, Build-A-Bear rides or whatever the hell that building to, <laughs> to to include to have those new places in there, even that was in the works for probably well over a year. Yeah, you know, this is all sudden. They they just now, you know, they found out. It's just barely a week ago. They pulled the plug on this hotel thing. So there's no way that if they want to leave that space empty for well over a year, then i death. And then they probably, then they'll put something else in there. But that just doesn't seem like something they should do at this point because they weren't prepared for it. Yeah.
1: So I guess we're just got to to see what happens with that.
0: But, uh,
1: you know, Earl Sandwich is back. So now we know that Rainforest wants to come back. And I guess that... Uh, it- now I guess, like they say, the ball is in Disney's court now to see what they want to do with that. All right, so uh, you know, also uh, another business that closed down there was Starbucks. Of course, per the article from OC Register, it says that Starbucks uh, doesn't have any plans to reopen that location on that side. So,
0: what you mean, the location that was begged for by the hotel guests? Yeah, for so long. It what?
1: A spokesman from uh, Starbucks said, at this time, we remain focused on serving customers in Anaheim and our existing stores and have no store opening plans to announce. So, You
0: know what that makes me think? That makes me think they didn't want that extra location <laughs> from there from the get-go. But the guests complaining, Disney probably said, can you guys open another location? Maybe. It's just the way it, that it was that it was told to us about how, you know, it was because of guests complaining that they had to walk so far. It just sounds like something that, you know, Disney wanted them to do. All right. So as
1: far as uh, Rainforest uh, is concerned, we'll see what happens with that. See if Disney says, hey, come on back. And I'm pretty sure uh, if, when they do decide, uh, you're going to start hearing all over the place that they're coming back. And you might hear some Toto. Maybe. You never know.
0: Alright, so moving over a little bit from places that are we don't know if they're coming back or not because they already <laughs> left, to something that's coming. And that's the new Mickey and Friends addition to the parking structure. I guess that's not really the right way to word it, but whatever. You know what I mean? The parking structure. Well, they just announced to go along with that that a new project that's going to go along with it is going to be a new pedestrian bridge over Magic Way. Yeah,
1: that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's uh, the bridge they wanted to build on, on the Easter Gateway.
0: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> probably going to be the same architecture. Uh, this one basically is going to because right now, you know, if you want to get from Mickey and Friends to like the the western end of Downtown Disney or the hotel, you have to walk. Yeah, you have to walk over to Magic Way. Uh, through that little narrow walkway, I know you haven't been over there. So, anyways, before you had to uh, go on this little walkway, they used to go one way, and then when they started building the new part of structure, you had to go on this walkway that went this other way, and then you got out to the street and you walked down to the the crosswalk and then you crossed and all that. Okay, I know you haven't had to walk over there, so no, I, been I there. mean you remember when you had to go around this way, yeah, and go by where the par- trams used to be parked, yeah and then through that opening well now they have you go basically around you go by where the trams used to pick up near where the handicap picks up and then you go against that fence they've put a uh wall with a scrim and you walk down that walkway and then you go out to the street like I said and you cross well now basically they're going to make it so that way you probably go directly from the parking structure, and then it'll go across, and then, I don't know, I, there's a picture, it doesn't really, it like, it it doesn't really show you where it goes. I know, I was,
1: I was looking at that, like, where, where do you come out it, of it? doesn't
0: really show you where it goes, it just kind of shows you that it goes somewhere, but, uh, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, basically, they're just making it where you don't have to cross the street. Yeah. Not that that was really that big of a uh, light to begin with, but... I guess they're expecting more traffic, and maybe they're going to push it more for this to be an entrance to uh, a way to get to downtown Disney rather than taking the tram. That would make sense. Maybe they're going to redo the whole walkway there, or something, or maybe they're going to do a skywalk all the way to uh, that'd be cool downtown Disney. That'd be cool. Because you know, one of my biggest complaints, obviously, was with the downtown Disney and everything being added to the original design. Was compared to like. Disney Springs or City Walk, whether in Florida or here, where you park and you're directly already on the the downtown Disney or City Walk or whatever. You just get out of your car and you're already
2: there. Right, right, There's
0: no tram. There's no extra walking or any of that stuff. Some of them, like at Universal now, with one of the parking structures, or even at Universal or even at Universal in Florida, the parking is all by uh, City Walk and then you have to walk through city walk to get to the parks. And uh, you know, it's just it's something they could do. I just don't know why they do it. Don't do it. It would be a long walk though. They would if they extended downtown Disney all the way to Magic Way, I could see them doing that. Right. Because then it links the parking structure to Downtown Disney. And then you could eliminate the trams altogether and you force everybody to walk through Downtown Disney. So cool. Yep. We'll see uh, what kind of convenience that provides and everything. The parking structure is coming along. With all the news
1: of stuff that opened up, you know, or coming, who wants to come back? We have the news of Rainforest wants to come back and um, all that other jazz going on. Well, Salt and Straw is open, or one straw. Salt and Straw opened up. I think they're already out of straws. But, yeah, Salt and Straw opened up on Friday. I believe it was uh, 10 o'clock in the morning they opened up, had a ceremony thing and cutting some ribbons or something like that. I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't trying to get up early to go to see a salt and straw opening but it's opened out in downtown Disney and uh, we talked about it last week that they're pretty pricey on their menu items. I haven't heard anyone's review of the ice cream yet and like I said, I haven't been down there so I... I will probably go down there sometime uh, soon. I do. I am. I am a little interested of uh, in the ice cream they have there and see what it's like. And uh, I'll just probably pay a little quick five dollars for a little cone.
0: Well, I did get a note that uh, Disneyland AP tweeted out to note that you guys that they do get an AP discount there. Oh, good. So in case there was any question about that is then AP did confirm that there is an AP discount. They just didn't say, it says, grab your shoes, get down here, and don't forget to ask about your AP discount. Oh,
1: that's good. It's always uh, nice to save some money when you're down there. Yes. But yeah, Salt and Straw opened up. Next on the list is, of course, uh, you have Black Tap, and um, what's the other place called? Ballast Point. Yes, those two. So speaking of Black Tap, they are having a job fair right now. Well, Not right now, but coming up, they will be having a job fair on October 24th and 25th and November 1st and 2nd. And it's going to be from 11 a.m. through 8 p.m. And you can go uh, check that out if you need a job. And uh, that's going to take place over at Splitsville on the second floor. That's where they're going to be holding this job fair. And from what I've heard, that if you park in downtown Disney that they will validate your parking for attending the job fair. So, hey, that's really good. Especially if you don't have a job, you can't be paid for parking. (laughs) I think that's awesome. So, yeah, job fair for Black Tap is October 24th, 25th, November 1st and 2nd. Second floor of Splitsville, 11 a.m. through 8 p.m. And you will get your parking validated. Hey, I think that's a really good deal. That's pretty cool. All right, so I went to the park on... Um, when did I go to the park? I went to the... Do you remember? No. I don't remember either. You know what? I don't think it really matters what day I went to the park because I just went to the park. So I went to the park, and I noticed that all the scrims came down uh, in the area of going into Frontierland. You know, we've talked about this, this, this article, this website, this Disney website said... That they're going to be expanding the walkways because of Galaxy's Edge and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, okay. Well, that did not happen. You know, you put the Disney goes and puts up scrims so they, you know, don't ruin, quote, unquote, the magic while they're redoing something over there. And right away, people come up. Oh, they're going to take the walkways out and make them bigger because Galaxy's Edge and this and this and that and which is something I did not even believe in the first place. When I start seeing other, you know, so-called Disney uh, reporting sites or whatever,
0: uh, said all this crap, and um,
1: I was there and I looked, and the walkway going into Frontierland looks exactly the same.
0: So uh, why did they have the scrims up then?
1: I think all they did was they did whatever they were doing inside with like, the planters, where the water is, and to me, it looks like they took some plants out. It looks like they cleaned it up inside. It looks really nice. And that's what I think they did. They just did some landscaping stuff inside there. Oh, okay. And that's, I mean, <laughs> it will be like, yeah, that's all it looks like they did. They didn't remove this because of this. And you get one of those sides to say this, and then everyone picks up on it. Oh, this is why they're doing it. Oh, this is why they're doing it. You know, and just like, until you can actually. why we don't do that. Yeah, I'm like I like like I said. We talked about it
0: and said these people said what's going on. OC Register did talk about them widening walkways and taking away benches and stuff. Uh, we do know that that has happened, but we'll see what happens with that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: I mean, they did take some stuff away of uh, like we talked about in Tomorrowland, and they did take the stuff away or those little that little brick area in front of Haunted Mansion where uh, you line up for if you have the uh, fast pass and all that kind of stuff, the ADA pass, or what they call it, whatever, you know what I'm talking about, a DOS pass. And DAS. Yeah, that one. So, but other than that, that walkway going into Frontierland is the same. They're not waiting anything. They're not even move anything, because you know what, every time I went over there and I saw the scrims, You Look at the scrim, and it's right on top of the basically the curb. You have the curb, and then you have the iron, wrought iron fence that goes along. And it was like right there on top. You would think they'd be out further if they're going to break up that curb, right? And you would it'd be smaller, the walkway would be smaller because they're taking the curb out and making it bigger. But I'd never seen that. And then all of a sudden, when I was there, I see it open and nothing's widened. So, yeah. Uh, when it comes to those the news, so-called reporting news sites that's not official from Disney, yeah,
0: think about it. Now, I have heard a couple things from within Disney circles that is saying some uh, rumors, if you will, or insider. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have to wait and see that say that once Galaxy's Edge is open, that one of the next projects they want to do is to uh, redo all of the Fantasyland queues. In other words, redo all of the old-school uh, queues that are made for, like, 100-pound people.
1: Oh. You want to widen those areas. Yeah,
0: widen. Make the queues bigger. Well, most, some of those queues, you almost have to take out all the railing and completely redo it. I mean, I... I With mean, like I mean, all I'm, the dark rides. I'm
1: just, yeah, I'm just thinking, when you're in uh, Pinocchio, that's one of them. And, of course... Uh, what was the other one I was thinking about? Oh, um, Mr. Toad. Right. So yeah, that's interesting.
0: I mean, yeah, that's a uh, that's uh, a a rumor going around with within Disney, and then of course the rumor that won't go away is the rocks at the front of Tomorrowland going away. Right. Which, from what I hear, was actually planned for this last off season, or I mean, last off season when they did the brick in uh main street right right that that was actually supposed to be the them taking the rock out instead but oh they decided right, right. To do the brick instead yeah make sure you get off the bricks yes
1: uh the other thing real quick i want to say is um well when you're talking about the dark rides and redoing that it'll be interesting because those dark rides should be going into refurb probably in january not all of them but
0: maybe a you know, a couple of them or at least one of them. So um, we might start looking out for some signs when those go in refurbishment next year. Right. Of them maybe preparing to do what we're talking, what I'm talking about, or a little more, maybe actually start doing them since they know that the wrapping up, they'll be wrapping up on uh, galaxy's edge by then.
1: And they'll probably unwrap that after Christmas.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's interesting. I I can see that. Um,
1: I can actually see that that is something that needs to be done.
0: <laughs> well, you look at the fact that they, uh, I think it'd be two things that they would do. Cause you look at Dumbo as an example is uh, not only making the queue more comfortable, but also maybe covering, making a covered queue.
1: Yeah. I'm just trying to think because, um, well there has to be some demolishing going on inside the queue line area. Inside the building. Some
0: of it, some of it you can, instead of having two uh, lanes, you could wind it just be one lane. True, true. And then you take all the line outside. Yeah, Uh, but there was a room for that. Toad already has an extended queue area.
1: The other ones don't. The other ones don't. Except for Peter Pan.
0: Except for, well, Peter Pan's not even really. I mean, that's kind of a, that's still, that would have to be covered if they were going to do some covering. Uh, the only thing, other thing I could think of was if they demolished the uh, the Christmas shop now, which is what it is now. Oh, right, right, if right. If they demolished that building. I don't think they would do that because that's a class, an old building. That's where, uh, I believe, that's where Merlin's
2: magic yes. shop was.
0: Yeah. Where Steve Martin worked. Not Main Street. <laughs> People that don't know what they're talking about.
1: It's because his picture's in there.
0: Oh, right. Yes, that proves that he worked in there, yeah,, right.
1: well, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe we'll see what happens'
0: I, I just know that a big deal has been made about the uh, about Dumbo and how much nicer its queue now is than the rest of the area All right and that there'll be there's gonna be that they want to make some concerted effort to catch up I like catch up. Of course, once Star Wars is done, the rumors are going to run rampant of what they're going to be doing next. Yeah. Everybody, of course, uh, all eyes turn towards Tomorrowland. Question mark. Not so Tomorrowland.
2: <laughs> Maybe
0: one thing Tomorrowland. And, uh there's, I know there's a lot of uh, in-house rumors too about Autopia going away or not. And Tron. And rumors ooh. about Tron. But then... There's people that say the higher-ups like Autopia being there because it doesn't really cost them anything, I guess. I don't know. Apparently, there's somebody high up that has a soft spot for Autopia also. Interesting. Autopia is one I could go on a rant about for a while (laughs) just because of the the fact that... How could they... Yeah, I'm not... (laughs) It's Tomorrowland, not 50 years ago land. You're still using freaking gasoline. Mm-hmm. All right, it was Those were supposed to have been electric like what, 20 years ago? 15 years ago? <laughs> Long ass time ago those were yeah. supposed to have turned to electric. We were promised that when Honda was going to come in they were going to become electric. We assumed that at some point Chevron was going to turn them electric but that never happened. Did you know it's like 10 degrees hotter over there? Interesting. Even at the train station, it's like 10 degrees hotter in that area because of Autopia and all the fumes it puts off. It like has its own greenhouse gas.
1: Uh-uh. Well, speaking of Tomorrowland, over there at the Tomorrowland Theater, we have the Pixar shorts still playing, and we finally got an end date, and that is November 4th. So you have until November 4th to get over there and check out all the well the Pixar shorts that are going on over there right now. I don't remember the names of those ones right now, but that ends on uh, November 4th, and also ending on November 4th is the Nutcracker and the Four Realms sneak peek over in uh, DCA. And that will end on November 4th, and uh, I'm wondering, uh, do you think that they Ralph, will put the Ralph in there, Rick it Ralph?
0: You said that's also ending on November 4th?
1: Both of them will end on number 4th. Number mm-hmm. Wreck-It Ralph comes out in theaters on November 21st.
2: Yeah, I
0: just looked that up. Now, the thing is that's kind of weird about that is that uh, we've never, I don't think we've ever had a preview leave the same time a movie comes out, first of all.
1: Is that when Four Realms come out?
0: Four Realms comes out on the 4th, I believe, or sometime around there. So, that would be like, the preview's gonna end the same time as what that begin the movie actually comes out so with both of them closing on the same day your guess is as good as mine i would say it's almost a guarantee that ralph is gonna take one, going to one of those places i would think so especially with both of them closing on the fourth and ralph not coming out until the 21st It's a
2: guarantee that what's the following friday or what's the fourth what is the fourth the
0: fourth is a sunday Fourth is the Sunday. Well, by that following, so I guarantee by that following Thursday, probably we'll be seeing Ralph. Four realms coming on the second. Okay, so it's going to stay in there a whole two days after the movie, right? Which I think is a a first. It usually, it stays in there at least three weeks after the movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I almost guarantee that Ralph's going to be in there by the following Thursday, which uh, I believe is the eighth. Yes. The 9th is when Christmas starts. Right. And I uh, have it come out the same day as Christmas.
2: Oh. That, yeah. I can see that happening. So, we'll see, I guess.
1: Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm just, I just. If I'm they're going
0: like, to take, take both of them out, or just real quick, if they're going to take both of them out, is there something else that you think they they would be doing a preview for? Or do you think they're just going to close down the Tomorrowland Theater again?
1: I don't know, because I don't know what else is supposed to be coming out. But I was going to say real quick that I see the, the, the what's it called? Ralph Breaks the Internet comes on the 24, uh, 21st of November, and I just realized that the next day is Thanksgiving, so that's Wednesday. That's a Thanksgiving movie.
0: Oh, right. Mary Poppins. And so that's Christmas, right? Mary Poppins is the other movie. Right. There has to be... Mary Poppins is the middle of uh, November, so I don't know if they would put... I mean, middle of December. Oh, well, I was going to say. So yeah. I don't know if they would put Mary Poppins in there right away also. No. Or that uh, they would give it a couple weeks. I mean, I don't know why they would. If both of them were closing the same day, it would be weird that, that both of them would be... would not open up the same day. Right. But unless it, unless they're arranging something where they need to have it open later, I don't know then that would mean that the Mary Poppins preview would be open longer than the uh I would think Mary
1: Poppins Ralph. Would, would go into uh Sunset Showcase Theater right and probably Ralph over there tomorrow if they're going mean, to do both neither really makes sense but well, Tomorrowland, well I'm not talking yeah I know that but I'm just thinking uh,
0: there is Star Wars mentioned in uh, Ralph so maybe that's okay
1: oh that's true <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll see. I just got the indie dates for those. and yeah, we'll see what's going on with
0: all that. Aren't the- my words. <laughs> it's the- going to be Ralph and Mary Poppins Returns, one or the other. We'll see.
2: Are you hungry? Well, they are. It's time for Fat Time in the Parks. Fat
0: Time, Little Burger.
1: Ew. <laughs> I was just thinking when you said Little <laughs> Burger, they, uh, I remember Michael, the mail guy, saying they had that little kid's burger. Oh. He said it was pretty good. He said it was better than the bigger one. I don't know. That's what he said. Anyway, yeah, Fat Time. I have a really quick Fat Time review because I tried the Graveyard Cupcake.
0: Oh, yes. It is good.
1: Well, let me tell you something. I think I got gypped.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Because of course, you know, I, you talked about it, and I don't remember anything you said that was supposed to be in there. So anyway, I I sent the picture to Anthony and showing him that our my wrapping of the the, the, presentation, yeah, the, the presentation was better different. than what you got. Right. My uh, so-called butcher butcher paper was more decorative compared to your yeah plain it didn't sheet. Look all greasy. <laughs> so anyway, that was a, a plus. But I was I got the toasted cheese sandwich, and I'm I'm the. Type of person that, that looked good too. Yeah, I'm the type of person when I order something, I'm going to order what it is. And I say, Yeah, I will like a toasted cheese sandwich. And they turn around and say, Oh, grilled. Oh, you want the grilled cheese sandwich? Okay, well, first of all, it must not be grilled if it's called toasted. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I got that. So I was eating that. And then I, I was a little curious about the cupcake. So I started, you know, peeling the wrapper, taking it off, looking inside. And I noticed that mine had a layer with a cake, then it had a layer of um, chocolate, and then it had the top layer cake, and then the frosting on top. That's what I noticed. So I was okay, yeah, whatever, you know. And then I'm eating my sandwich. Then I went to uh, eat the cake, and I used, you know, using a fork and ate it. And then I got a little piece of cherry. I was like, ooh, cherry. But what I tasted was, like, eating, like, just a little piece of, of the skin, you know? You know what I'm saying? Just eating, like, I'm like, oh, cherry. So I'm eating it. I did
0: not taste any other cherry in there. And I was like. And there's definitely supposed to be cherry skin in there. All it's right. supposed to be a whole cherry but crunched up.
1: Yeah, but what I saw was a layer of chocolate frosting. So I was there with Jose. Jose got the same thing. His wasn't cut up in layers like mine was. His yeah. was a whole cake. And, yeah, it's not
0: and, supposed to be layered. It's supposed to be a cake. Because
1: like I said, I don't remember what you, you had. I don't remember how you described it. And then I was like, wait a minute. His was a whole cupcake when the inside had a cherry filling.
0: That's how it's supposed to be, yeah.
1: So the, and after he was done eating, his wrapper basically had like the chocolate remnants and had red stains from the cherry. Mine had no stains. So I did not get any damn cherry in my thing. And I was like, what the hell? I don't believe I got chipped. So I don't know if I got the...
0: That's cup- like not even the right cupcake I or got something. the cupcake that someone messed up on. And said, oh, just sell it anyway. Like how could it even be in layers? That's not even a yeah, cupcake. Yeah, I that's, don't understand. Cause what is it like
1: a in paper? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's what it was. Because like I said, for I just got curious. And I opened it up to look at it. And I saw layers. Cake frosting cake and then the frosting on top with the decorations and i was like whoa i got gypped i was like interesting because you know i love cherry and i would have loved to have that cherry feeling well i got was a little hint of cherry from the cherry peel yeah i wasn't happy with that but overall the chocolate frosting and everything was really good the cake was really 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 moist oh my gosh it was really really moist and it was breaking apart basically in the in the the wrapper that's why i was using a fork there was no way for me to even try to pick it up and eat it because it's going to crumble so i mean it was good i definitely recommend you trying that out if you guys haven't tried that out yet over at uh, jolly holiday so yeah definitely go try that out jolly holiday and i also got the little food guide that they give out if you guys ask for it i i a friend of mine actually went to go grab one i said hey can you grab one for me too so they came back with the little food guide and I basically I can go in there and start checking off the stuff I've tried and it'll be easier for me to remember which ones I want to try of all the cool little snacks they have for Halloween time. So I'm glad I got that little food snack guide and I really want to try the that bat Sunday that's over at Clarabelle's in, in uh, DCA. I haven't had a chance to try it. I wanted to try it that night when I was there in the park. Oh, you know what? Now I I remember why I went to the park. I was delivering some shirts. That's right. So I really wanted to try it that night, but I decided, you know what? I was thinking about that uh, cupcake. I said, you know what? I I need to eat so I can... I was like, I'll go get the cheese, the toasted cheese sandwich, and I'll grab the cupcake, and I'll get a nice uh, warm cup of hot cocoa. So that's what I did. But, yeah, I'm definitely going to... Uh, Break out that list. Check it out. Take it twice. And uh, maybe I'm, I'll be naughty and nice. I don't know.
0: I was having a discussion with somebody. Uh, it was actually Victoria the other day about... Uh, when, Hi, Victoria. About when the uh, when they're going to announce the Festival of Fatness menu. Oh, right. I said it's going to be probably just a few weeks. Maybe uh, by the end of uh, October they should be announcing it.
1: Well, we're supposed to record on October 30th, so they're going to announce on the 31st. Oh, yeah, of course, hey. on Halloween. Hey, did you see the tweet about the Kabasa? Oh, no. You didn't see it? No. Of course, Disneyland today, uh, yeah, Disneyland, uh, one of those things today, I don't know if Disneyland today or one of them uh, mentioned uh, the kibasa for, um, I think, for Oktoberfest or something.
0: Where is it? It's over
1: at, I believe, Award Wieners.
0: Okay. No, I didn't see that one.
1: Yeah, so it was from Disneyland today. It says, what's October without a little kielbasa and beer? Celebrate all the way into Hollywoodland for an Oktoberfest dog in Anaheim Brewery, Oktoberfest from Award Wieners. So, yeah, you can go check out that uh, Oktoberfest dog. It uh, It's a kielbasa, like I said, and it has some stuff on top. I don't know what it is. Uh looks like there's some sauerkraut and um, some chives and something that looks like macaroni and cheese. I don't know. That's what it looks like. But yeah, you can go uh, check that out over at uh, Award Wieners. And of course, they have uh, tons of other uh, cool hot dogs over there that we always talk about.
0: All right, so last Wednesday, of course, after, right after we had podcasted, we got a teaser poster released onto, I believe, Instagram by Will Smith that was then, of course, spread around far and wide. It was for Aladdin. Yeah. And it was a pretty much a play on the original poster that just showed the lamp. And this one just looked much more fancier. And it said at the bottom, Choose Wisely. And then it said, when Walt Disney Studios released it, it said said, see your first look tomorrow. And, of course, that is in theaters May 24th of next year. So, naturally, on Thursday, I believe it was sometime in the evening. Yeah, because it was actually... It, uh, it oh, right. was during. I found out after I'd already seen it on Twitter, but apparently it was shown during the two-minute warning Commercial on Thursday night football. Yeah. Which I was doing something else so I wasn't watching. I went somewhere. So I didn't see it when it was on T V, but apparently it showed, like I said, during the two minute warning of football. Oh no, it's on during and football again. I went to Disneyland. That's the day I went. Oh, okay.
1: Because um Yeah, I went to Disneyland on that Thursday and I was watching the football game. And then I said, I saw, it said, oh, during the two minute warning, we're going to show blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, okay. Well, I'm leaving. And then when I got to, um, when I was on the bus to go to the parks, uh, four minutes ago, it came out the the trailer and I watched it on the bus. So yeah, that's where, that's the day I went.
0: Yeah. So I didn't even know it was supposed to show, but, uh, I was just following and then I saw that it came out and I was like, oh, cool. So I think it looks pretty cool. There's not really going to be much to hear, but what. You will hear is uh enough to get you excited in your emotions, except for for a couple of people which we'll talk about after. I'm excited. No genie. No. Not surprising. Right. Uh, somebody was saying that they think maybe the next trailer will be Super Bowl. Hmm. And then we'll see the genie. Probably. That's uh, somebody somebody's prediction. And the time frame makes sense on that. Uh, one thing we do get to see that I don't think had been ever confirmed was we get to see Iago flying over the dunes. Yeah. And around during the trailer. So I think that's the first confirmation we got of Iago being in the movie. But other than that, it doesn't really show much. You get to see a lot of sand. Uh-huh. Uh you get to see that the uh, cave of wonders doesn't come out of a dune. It's more on the side of a mountain, which would be more is is kind of more probably easier to do live action. Yeah. And it makes sense as well. I suppose it's possible that that cave could come out of the sand also. The whole place could come out of the sand or something like that. Yeah. Or whatever it is. So. Cool. Once again, just a teaser. Doesn't show much. You got a little bit of uh, music there to tease you. So speaking of the Cave of Wonders, that's the only dialogue that you hear in the trailer. Well, apparently... The guy who wrote that dialogue isn't very happy. Because one of the screenwriters on the film named Terry Rossio, Rossio, whatever, he tweeted out, so strange that literally the only word spoken in the new Latin trailer happens to be a rhyme that my writing partner and I wrote, and Disney offers zero compensation to us or to any screenwriters on any of these live action remakes. Not even a t shirt or pass to the park. (laughs) Bitter party of one. Dirty. Now, I'm all for, obviously, because, you know, we've talked about it with comics and stuff for creators getting their just desserts, you know, of what they deserve and uh, everything for the things they created. Now, this obviously brings up a whole nother world. Yes. When it comes to. The live action remakes, apparently they're not included in the deals of the terms of the deals laid out by the studio for royalties. So Disney is under no obligation to compensate the creators of the original films. Oh. So apparently the terms of all of the live actions are made where somehow they don't include compensation. So they can use stuff from the cartoons, the animated, into the live right dialogue that was specific you know for the the cave animated, of wonders the cave of wonders speaking right. the diamond in the rough right you know that because then somebody asked and they the studio owns the content of an animated feature when the films were made no one foresaw a live action remake so nothing was contracted disney has been approached many times for some kind of, sort of compensation fee but they answered no uh he says he even asked for a Disney pass and they said no.
1: That's messed up though. I mean, they could at least said, "You know what? All right, if this if if that's all this guy wants, why not?" I mean, a t-shirt is even cheaper than a pass.
0: <laughs> it just uh it's like I said, it, it's it's on the same order as a lot of things with uh with comic creators and then stuff gets created based on their creations, but DC owns the right to the creation, so they have no say and things like that, and it just makes a lot of people really mad. So we're all excited for Aladdin. This guy, not so much. Yeah. He just wants his damn pass. <laughs> all right, so just a reminder that coming up on the 20th, in case you guys have forgotten, DuckTales is back. Woohoo! woo Yes, Ducktales season two will be coming back on Saturday, October twentieth. I'm not gonna say the time because it's very varies depending on who you have and what you have. It says seven thirty seven thirty a.m., but it might be like on, if you have DirecTV, it might be on at four thirty a.m. or something like that. Who knows? Make sure you check. If you're already recording, it should continue to record. If not, then keep on going. They have a lot of guests planned for this season. I see Julie Bowen from Modern Family, Edgar Wright, director of Lots of Things, Baby Driver, Jack McBrayer from 30 Rock, Jamila Jamil from The Good Place, Lance Reddick, and of course as reported before and now confirmed even more, Jose Carioca and Panchito Pistoles will be appearing Uh, to reunite with Donald as the three caballeros. That's cool. I like those guys. They will be voiced by Bernardo de Paula from Rio, and Arturo de Puerto from Fear the Walking Dead. Interesting. We got a little uh, teaser for uh, probably for just for probably the first part of season two or something like that.
2: Just grab it already!
0: The idol of Cebola is not a trinket to be unceremoniously swindled. Legend has it... But but, 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 but can we just wrap up the
2: whoa and get to the wait, what already? Whoa, some cool hidden city or treasure or whatever. Wait, what? That cool thing
0: is dangerous or cursed or guarded by centaurs? Ah, Louis almost dies. Can we please move it along? That's how it goes. Adventure is an unpredictable paramour. You've got to judge every angle. No two perilous scenarios
2: are alike. Whoa! Wait, what? Well, that doesn't mean.
0: Wait, what? The details this weekend. Woohoo! I think that's right, this weekend? Yeah, this weekend. Cool. Alright, so today. Look,
1: Connors uh, came back, ABC, and I watched it, and I'm going to uh, warn you that what I'm about to say has some spoilers. Rude. Oh, well, hey, it's already Thursday, so <laughs> came out on Tuesday, and um, yeah, so if you don't want to listen to, if you haven't seen it and you plan on seeing it and everything, well, maybe don't listen for the next five minutes, or maybe two.
0: That's a long time. Uh, I don't know.
1: Anyway, so yeah, Connors came back and I um, took a little peek at that to see how they were doing things. And we, we did talk about hey, uh, they're probably going to kill Roseanne off by her or because she was going to have surgery on her knee and maybe she died on the. Oh op-
0: my knee. <laughs> like your
1: knee, exactly. And maybe she died on the operating table. And Bye. that can be one way they, they can kill her off. Well, no, that's not how they killed her off. They actually, uh, had her, they, she did have her operation. And before I get to what actually happened, when Roseanne was coming back, uh, the first time they did say that they were going to incorporate a lot of, uh, things that are going on in, uh, today's, you know, in, in real life, basically what they were, they, they did that, you know, in the old, uh, in the old episodes, you know, it was basically what's going on in real family life and things like that. Well, they were going to incorporate that into the news, uh, Roseanne, and basically we talked about how she was going to incorporate basically like political. We said that she is a Trump supporter. So those episodes were going to, you know, relay her message of being a Trump supporter and things like that. Well, this uh, the, the Connors, they're doing the same thing. With new or with uh, what's going on in the world, and uh, I'm gonna guess that they're gonna shy away from the Trump supporting Trump. And in, in these episodes, I don't know. There was no mention of Trump in this episode. But what uh, she died of basically was a drug overdose. So she had her drug, or she had her knee surgery, and of course, just like me, after having surgery, they give you painkillers. So they rode in basically the opiate the opioid is that what they call it opiates that that the uh what's going on with that going on right now. And uh so she just got hooked on the the painkillers. She couldn't get any more painkillers, so she was going to friends to get the painkillers and that's what basically killed her. She died of an overdose. Uh, At first they thought she had a heart attack, but you know, Jackie has a. You know, Jackie was a police officer, so she knew somebody who did the autopsy and did the and uh, got a copy of the report and said she died from an overdose and it wasn't a heart attack as what they first thought. So once again, they're introducing what's going on with the opiate addiction going on right now in 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 society and things like that. So that's how they killed her off, and uh, I think it was. Pr- It was kind of like a cool episode because it wasn't just, you know, them being sad that, you know, Roseanne died. You know, they are sad, but they threw a lot of comedy into it, which was really, I was really surprised at how much comedy they threw making jokes about basically her death. So it was, I don't know, it was kind of interesting to me how they did that. Yeah, Roseanne's dead. We knew they were going to kill her off. Now we know how they did it. I think the way they did it with the comedy was really good, even though uh, Dan was really, really pissed off when he found out who she got the drugs from because uh, Becky found a um, uh, the pill bottle and it wasn't it didn't have roseanne Roseanne's name on it. it had someone else's name and Dan was basically putting her name on the side of his truck. Saying, you know, you killed my wife type of thing. You know, you gave the drugs or something like that. And that person did come to Dan and talk to him about it. And Dan was really, really pissed about it. But in the end, even though this person gave her the painkillers, it was uh, Roseanne's, you know, her choice to take them. She's the one that took them. You know, that person didn't put the painkillers down her throat. Roseanne took them. And she's the one that... Paid the price. So I thought the episode was awesome. It was really good how they did it. And uh, like I said, uh, spoiler alerts. And if you guys are mad because I spoiled it for you, well, I tell you not to listen. <laughs> All right. So real quick, I want to remind you guys about the D23 Expo tickets that are already on sale. And you have until November 20th to get them at the early bird price. After, the, after November 20th, they won't go up. We went through that already. I'm not going to go through all the prices right now. But yeah, you have until November 20th to get the early bird price. So if you guys are planning to go to the expo, hurry up and get your tickets. And like we said before, Saturdays are going to be the first day to sell out, of course. So hurry up and get your tickets for the D23.
0: Uh, speaking of selling out, tickets for Star Wars Celebration, the Friday individual tickets just sold out yesterday, I believe. Or Today. I believe that all that's left now is uh, Sunday, I believe, and, like, kids tickets or something. Hmm. Oh, and uh, Thursday preview night or something. You know, the only way I was going to be able to go to Star Wars Celebrations is if I mailed myself. (laughs) That's a lot of freight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man.
1: Uh, Speaking of mail... Yeah, we have some emails. And our first email is from Wreck-It Rachel. Her subject line is TV... Mike TV? No, I remember that. (laughs) Ed TV? No. She says, hey guys, not a lot of Disney news on my end, but you guys were talking about TV and I got into that. I love TV. So I like Game of Thrones, of course. I can talk theories about the last season for a while. Outlander is another one of my favorites, and I'm so excited it's coming back soon. I'm also looking forward to the upcoming Downton Abbey movie because I miss that show a lot. And Crazy Ex Girlfriend is coming back for its final season today. So, yay, and boo. <laughs> but I'm happy that she planned out an, an ending and it won't be an endless show that would have ended two seasons ago or got canceled before we had an ending. I'm looking at you, Timeless. Still not over that cancellation. Ditto. <laughs>
0: Weren't they supposed to do a two-hour
1: episode or something
0: like that? Yeah, they're, they're still talking about doing a movie. I don't know when that's supposed to be. They probably had to work out schedules and stuff. Um, we
1: are big, timeless fans over here. So I uh, that was one of the shows I was watching also. I went to go see A Star is Born this week. It was a great movie, and the music was excellent. But bring your tissues. <laughs> Lady Gaga is amazing. If you like Lady Gaga, go see the movie just to watch her. Hopefully I have some Disney in my life this coming week so I can be a little more interesting next time. Have a good week, everyone. Rachel.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'll just say that uh, I've never seen any of the other Star Wars borns, so that just tells you that I'm probably not going to go see this one as well. I saw the first one. The one in black and white?
1: Yeah, it came out about a week and a half ago.
0: Okay. I watched that. I don't remember who's in that one.
1: I can't tell you either.
0: I know the second one is the Liza Minnelli one. Or not Liza Minnelli. uh, Her mother. Judy Garland. The one with Judy Garland is the second one. Then, of course, the third one with uh, Chris Chris Trofferson. Right. And uh, is that Barbara Streisand? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I know things, but I've never seen any of them. I have no interest. I did just get my A-list, finally. Oh, yay! So, uh, we're probably going to go see... Uh, one of the first things on my list is First Man. Cool. Because I have been looking forward to seeing that movie. I love space travel, like our you know historical space travel, as well as science fiction space travel. So I look forward to seeing that. Plus, I look forward to seeing that movie to stick it all to the people who... Or boycotting it because of fake news.
1: All right, so thank you for your email, Wreck-It-Rachel. Hey,
0: so I hear you have a uh, a small novel, maybe like a War and Peace, some uh, Dostoevsky coming up that you need to read. I have a... Um, so I might need to take a go take a siesta while you read this email.
1: Yeah, I have a long email here from Mr. Knight. Uh, yeah, it's quite an essay. I just wish Dan was here so he can grade it. <laughs> All right, and I'm talking about big, a long email because uh, it's a, a two-parter. So here we go, Food Time with Mr. Knights nice, Episode 6. All right, guys, I got to start this out and let you know that this will be a two-part email and really long. Let's just hope this is the last time you do this. <laughs> well, not your food reviews, but said it be long emails.
0: Yeah, you need to, uh, no, uh, no offense, but you need to rein in, in a little... Just, just for this guy's benefit, please, if anything. Please, please, because it's hard
1: for me to see anyway. I had taken some time off work to celebrate my birthday, which ended up uh, setting up a lot of days at Disneyland and hanging out and having some fat time at the park and indulging in a lot of food and sweets. I hope your blood sugar is doing good. So let's get on with this since this will be long. So one of the things that happened was that I went on two Friday nights Mickey's Halloween party and got to see some of the costumes and how creative people uh, get with them. I didn't, I didn't pay because I was one of those that waited too long. And by the time we had decided on a date, they were gone. It's cool. I saved that money to eat some more. (laughs) You snooze, you lose. So the one costume that stood out the most was this guy dressed as Scourge from Thor Ragnarok. Like a big rock guy. Uh, the costume was on point and badass.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, that guy. that right guy. He's not a rock guy. No. That's the one that was, that was played by Carl Urban. The one that he was McCoy and, uh, who plays Bones McCoy oh. in Star Trek. Okay. He was also in Lord of the Rings.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I uh, just wanted to let you guys know that, uh, Mr. Knight here sent pictures, of course, like he always does. And he sent us a picture with him and uh, Scourge. The guy who dressed up as Scourge. So let's get this food time on the road. First on the list of adventures, I got to knock out a couple of things on my list of to-dos. Or should that be a list of to-eats? <laughs> so I have never had anything from Bengal Barbecue since I've been going to Disney. So with your suggestion and task of trying out the jungle julep, I decided to stop on by and have a quick snack. So as soon as we got there, the line was so long, I was like, damn. But thanks to you and the podcast, I I remembered that they have the mobile ordering. (laughs) So I went ahead and placed my order and just stepped to the side and got my snack super quick. that's what happened when you guys listen to the podcast you guys go oh yeah i remember this
0: good job the advertisement for how you should listen to the podcast
1: <laughs> he says just looked at everyone in line and just walked away with my snack and whispered ha ha suckers <laughs> that's cool <laughs> so i got the juggle julep refreshing slush of pineapple orange grape and lemon juices so my take on this was it It's good and I can see how this would be. And this would be a really good drink when it's hot. It is super refreshing since it's really cold and the flavors pop and are really good. But it's too sweet for me. I got about halfway down and I was just like, okay, I'm done. You totally get the strong flavor of grape with the lingering hint of pineapple and the citrus juices, which makes it really good. As I was walking away, people were stopping me and asking me, what is that and where can I get it? So would I have this again? Yes, I would. However, I would probably water it down a little bit just for my personal taste buds. Would I recommend this to listeners? Yes, especially if you have a sweet tooth and or it's hot as hell. This will definitely help you feel a little more fresh so Diggs, hurry up and try it so we can see what you think of
0: it. Yeah, and if I had somebody ask me what it was, and they're standing right there and looking, look at the menu, I'd be like, "Oh, it's a prune slush," because <laughs> it does kind of look like it does. The color is kind of prunish.
1: Right. The other part of the quick snack was the bingo rice plate, which is two regular skewers served on a bed of jasmine rice with a side of citrus miso slaw.
0: I saw that. I believe it's fourteen ninety nine. If I remember correctly, I want to try that one. But uh when we were going we didn't quite have enough for that, so I do want to go over there and try that. It seems like a really good deal.
1: So I choose I chose the bango but skewer in a sweet Zalu sauce and the Cheftain uh chicken skewer in a Polynesian sauce. So this was a first for me and while and was quite surprised how tasty and delicious everything was. For never thinking that something good and quick was available in this area of the park, it was really nice. The rice was nice and soft, almost a consistency of a sushi rice. The beef skewer was really good. Uh, The beef tasted good. The sauce made it taste like if it was a tangy barbecue. Just kind of wished it wasn't so well done
0: since it makes it almost tough to bite. That's too bad because most of the, I think I don't think I've had anything at Bengal that wasn't good. I think everything there is good. Uh, I could have been just a unfortunate, you know, overcook or something. Right. like That, uh, like I said, I do kind of want to try that. Cause he's still he's still talking about the plate there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of still wanna, I want to try that plate. So, uh, at some point, if I get to try it, I'll I'll have a uh, follow up review to compare to his. Alright he says now Whoa.
1: Good job <clears throat> Alright he says Now Now, if they change the top sirloin and put some ribeye or even some tri-tip that would be awesome The chicken skewer was really good as well and the sauce was similar to a sweet and sour chicken The measle slaw was a good palate cleanser This ended up Being my rave, which was super surprising once you see what's up on the menu. So would I have this again? Oh, yes, I would. Would I recommend this to the listeners? Yes, I would, since it's a fast bite. And if you had to, you can walk and actually eat at the same time. (laughs) Uh, That's what you call food to go. (laughs) One of my favorite also is the good old mint julep from the Mint Julep Bar. What else is there to say about it? Other than I wish, I just wish it had some rum. Arr, where be the rum? So would I have it again? Oh, yes, I would. It's an actual staple that's like one of the things that I usually have every time I go. Would I recommend it to the listeners? Yes, please have it and write about it. Or better yet, some homework for the listeners. Please let me know which one tastes better. This is served in multiple locations, and I have been able to taste differences from place to place. Mine, hands down, is always better at Blue Bayou. So, all right, guys and gals, get out there and let me know, where do you like it best? Now, if you've had this all the time when you go, and we talked about they changed the recipe, do you do you taste the difference?
0: Yeah, I was wondering that the same thing myself. I was wondering if he tasted the difference or if he never really had it before they changed the recipe. Or if he mentions that different places making it is uh, is say Minjula Bar making it more sweeter, like how everybody complains about the new one, or and is Blue Bayou still making it closer to the original, or are they just is it just depends on who's making it? So I'd like to know uh, his opinion on that, especially like I said, like we say, since uh, they do say that the recipe has been changed and most people unanimously aren't uh, who liked the old one, aren't a fan of the new one. Right. And right. mostly everybody says it's too sweet now. Next on the list
1: was some dessert. Cr- Cruella DeVille brownie. Brownie in a sp- spotted cup with black, dark chocolate mousse and white chocolate mousse with a Cruella DeVille logo at Jolly Holiday. So I had a couple of bites of this and I have to say that the brownie was really good. I might have gotten a really fresh one because it was so moist and just it really light and chocolatey. The mousse was okay, but the winner for me was the chocolate brownie. Now if I can only get this brownie mix so I can make it at home. <laughs> so would I have it again? It's a toss-up. There are other desserts that I would rather have, but if I was in a mood for some chocolate, I'd probably get this again. What I recommend it to the listeners? Yes, please have it and write about it. Since you guys rave so much about the Graveyard Cupcake, I decided to get it as well. Like Anthony Anthony said, you look at it and you expect it to taste like something that's going to be meh and a waste of money. But he was right and it's really good. For me, the winner on this is that chocolate mousse. It was so good and just wish they had more of it. I got a lot of it. (laughs) All in all... It was delicious, and yes, I agree with, I agree, just wish Disney would have presented it better. Well, you got the same wrapper I got, you didn't get what uh, Anthony got, so the wrapper that he got is better than what Anthony got, it looks better, more presentable.
0: It's because, you know, they didn't waste the nice paper on us. Right.
1: So would I have this Again, if I'm in the area and craving some chocolate, I probably would. But I recommend it to listeners. Yes, please have it and write about it. Next on the list is the Mickey Mummy Macaron. So I'm a big fan of cookies and cream, so I really, so I was really looking forward to the filling and the vanilla macaron. Yes, this was my letdown on the trip. The vanilla wafer part was so overpowering, and it was just not appealing. I literally just ate one side of the macaron because it had a weird taste of vanilla and only really ate the filling. By the way, this reminds me of dead dead five. So would I have this again? Nope. <laughs> what I recommend is to listeners, save your money and get the graveyard cupcake. <laughs> that's good, that's good. Did you try that?
0: The make, no, remember I said I didn't try it because it was,
1: do you remember? I don't remember things.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: okay. So, you know, you did try it.
0: No, I didn't try it because okay. I didn't want it because it was cooking the cream. Oh, that's right. Okay. I gave mine to my mom.
1: So, since we had so many treats, we needed some food to help with all the sugar overload that we had. We had the toasted ham and Swiss, sliced ham, Swiss cheese, and apple chutney served with house made chips. Now, real quick, when I went to Jelly Holiday, your my, chutney, <laughs> when I went over there to have the, um, Grilled, their grilled cheese. Uh, Jose had, uh, I think he had a uh, turkey sandwich or something. Anyway, he uh, th- you know, came with the homemade chips. And every time I had the chips from him, they don't like cook them all the way through. So it's always that you get a little crunch and then you get that, that little soft inside, which is like, nasty, exactly. But when he got it this time, they actually cooked them all the way through and they all, all of them I ate actually crunched. So I was like, "Oh, these are actually good." So biting on this was an inter- interesting experience. You bite onto it and you get the ham and the cheese, which tastes really good. The ham tasted as it had been sliced and put on the sandwich. Then you get a taste of the Swiss cheese, which is a thumbs up for me. Then you then you get hit with an unfamiliar note. starts out like of this is interesting and different and then you get the full flavor of the chutney which just made it awful for me he didn't like the chutney it was to the point that i had to scrape it all off and even then the flavor lingered and just made it taste weird on the plus side them housemaid chips were so good, and it's like, I need to make these at home. Exactly.
0: I mean, I don't know if he's ever had chutney before. It just seems like one of those things you would have wanted to make sure you like before you try it.
1: I never had chutney.
0: I cannot recall. <laughs> so would I have
1: this again? If I can't get it without the chutney, hell yes. I'm sure you can ask for it without it.
0: Yeah, it's not like it's, uh, it comes with it. Would I recommend
1: it to the listeners? Honestly, to each their own, but because of the chutney, and if I'm able to get it without it, probably not.
0: Uh, you can't get it without it, but you can get it on the side.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the good old Jolly Holiday Combo Toasted Cheese Sandwich with Tomato Basil Soup. What can be said about this other than it's a classic combo and just sits well every time you have it? On a side note, this goes so well once it's cold or in the nighttime. It does, actually. So would I have this again? Yes, I would. I Would I recommend it to listeners? Yes, yeah, stop on by and have a classic Disney staple. Insider's hint to the soup can sometimes be overpowering because it's a strong tomato and basil taste. So I usually dip some of it, some of that glorified cheese <laughs> in the soup and we'll eat it like that.
0: Yeah, that's the only way I'll eat that soup. Dipping,
1: I just get the sandwich. I don't I get know. the soup.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I know you know, but I was telling the people on this. Oh, to, okay. Yeah, I just get the sandwich because it comes out to like six ninety nine instead of nine ninety nine. So one of the many traditions that I have when it comes to my birthday is that I don't work. Well, I like that tradition. I have been taking the day off for the past eleven years. The other ones, the other one is that I always go to Blue Bayou. So I got to enjoy it twice this year. One on Friday, which happened to be Mickey's Halloween party. So when that reservation was made, I never paid attention and noticed that, that I had reserved a Halloween party dining package.
0: <laughs> Oops. So
1: I will go over the details on, on the second email on what's included as far as the extras goes. So in this dining package is a three-course meal. The picks are out of order as usual, so we had the dessert first. Uh, Madame Leota's Crystal Ball. Oh, citrus mousse. Whoa. Citrus mousse. Never had that before. Citrus mousse, cherry filling, blood orange, bundt cake, and a tarot card. Ooh. That sounds
0: good. The blood orange bundt cake sounds good.
1: It does sound good. This is served on a lighted mirror plate that you get to take home with you. So that was cool. So since this is... N- Normally never on the menu. I got it since I've just about had everything else on the menu. It was really refreshing and light. The citrus mousse was super light and airy and just tasted like a mixture of lemon, blood orange, and oranges. Really really tasty and almost like a meringue from the meringue pie. The blood orange bun cake was also good and it was just a good way to end the meal. The tarot card reminded me of a macaron. Batter, and was also delicious. So would I have this again? Definitely yes. Would I recommend it to the listeners? Yes, please have it. So this is Disney being cheap, by the way. If any of the listeners know, each restaurant usually has a small dessert that they bring out for your birthday. Well, I was expecting that on this trip to get two desserts, but instead they just put a candle on the tart and brought it out. So dirty award goes to Blue Bayou on that one. Since I was with my girlfriend for this one, I also got to s- sample sample her dish, which was a USDA prime rib with fondant potatoes, uh, hen of the woods mushrooms, a natural a natural jus, and horse horseradish. So the prime rib comes a medium rare. Oh my god, so juicy and delicious, full of flavor, and one of the best prime ribs I've had. Wow.
0: I didn't even know they had they have prime rib now. At, that's at Blue Bayou. I guess so. They never had prime rib before. I
1: don't remember that either. The fondant potatoes were good, also, but they had uneven cooks to, on them. See, that's one thing I don't like with uh, potatoes. They don't always cook them all the way, especially in a restaurant like that. They're just cooking, you know, and think they're done because they're fast serving the stuff like that. Uh, I'd one, send that shit back. I know one of them you can see on the picture. It was just too well done and tasted weird. So would I have this again? It's really hard for me because I don't care too much for half of what's on the plate. But that prime rib was so good that I probably would go ahead and get it again. What I recommend it to listeners: Yes, please have it and write about it. Now on to my plate: the bone-in ribeye served with mashed potatoes and broccoli. Now this has kind of always been a staple for me, and I. And I have seen a variations that Blue Bayou has done with this plate. Before in the past, it would be scalloped potatoes. But in my opinion, they finally hit hit it on the head with the mashed potatoes. In its whole, the dish was just so good. I'm a big steak eater. And this has been one of the best steaks I, that I've had at Disneyland. Now I'm holding off on giving it the title of the best meal I've had. Because I have not tried Steakhouse 55 Or CLEP 33 yet.
0: Yeah, you want to hold off on that designation until you've had Steakhouse 55.
1: But this was just a delicious meal and never has this came out bad to the point that I would think twice about it. So would I have this again? Oh, most definitely I will. Would I recommend it to the listeners? Yes, I do. And I think it's worth the price on this one since it's expensive. So I decided to throw in this picture. I was able to snap... Of a perfectly timed crow, in, my, in mid-flight right above the train station on Main Street. Kind of crazy how crows seem to be flying across Main Street about an hour prior to park closing for a Halloween party. Makes me wonder if Disney has them crows trained. <laughs> Have any of you guys noticed this as well? I like to find out. Um, as long as they're not racist crows. Yeah. So this is the end of the first email and I will and we'll be writing back with the second installment of this episode because I'm pretty sure y'all either are hungry or in a food coma. So look out for the ending of this food filled and hunger inducing email. So until next time, always remember that when it's your birthday, you ditch work and go to Disney and you eat till you drop. And oh, yeah, I'm stuffed and in a food coma. I'm Mr. Knight and this is to be continued. Well, you know what? This is a pretty cool picture. It's a picture, like you said, right at night. The, the sun's going down. The the It's at the train stations right in front of the train station when you're coming into the park. There's clouds, and then you can see the crow. It's a really cool picture, and I'll try to remember to post it up. But he didn't
0: eat any crow.
1: No, he didn't. So we are we just decided that we will be doing part two next week. You can listen next week. Uh, cause he's
0: tired of reading your shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a, long a lot of emails. A lot to get through. And, uh, yeah. don't
0: forget, we still have Michael and Dan. I'm sure.
1: Well, Michael didn't make it in, but we have, detailed, oh, okay. we have three more emails, but yes, part two will be next week and you can, uh, look forward to that. And that means, uh, Mr. Knight, you don't have to write another email next week. And, um, Hold on, real quick. I want to make sure. Unless you just want
0: to write a regular non-food review email next week, answering my questions that I asked you earlier about stuff. What he said.
1: All right. So your next, uh, the your. I just want to make sure that I uh, put your uh, email that I marked that I didn't read it, so I don't lose it next
2: good, week. Good idea.
1: So thank you for your food review there, Mister Knight. Appreciate that. Next email is from Fernando Xavier Hubbard.
0: Whoa! Special occasion.
1: His subject line is, girl, baby, yeah. What's up, you sweet and sassy little kittens? <laughs> Whoa. Okay, yeah, he says, the, he goes, well, the boys in blue look like zombies today, but it's the best of seven. They're driving me to drink. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Hope you guys are doing well. I had an investigation in downtown L.A., and I came across Birdie's Donuts and Fried Chicken. Whoa. Donut was good. They had and horchata donut, but I didn't have time to grab on a second one. Uh, you make time, Fernando. <laughs> uh, I have to work tomorrow, so I hope I can get down to Trader Sam's sometime this week and get some mugs. Will either of you sexy boys be out there tomorrow? Uh, I don't think so. No, probably not. I want to know what other Mousepire listeners do. We know I'm an insurance investigator... Diggs and Anthony are high-priced table dancers. <laughs> All other mouse pyreese check in and email what you do outside of the Disney kingdom. I'm nosy, what can I say? <laughs> Hope you guys are well and hanging in there. Big shout out to Anthony's fur baby. Miss you guys. Hugs, gags. We really need to hook up soon. Toodles. <laughs> oh, this guy has words.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of something to as a I was trying to think of a comeback on the on that or something funny to say, but I've got nothing.
1: Well, we all know Mister Nida uh, doesn't work on his birthday. <laughs> uh, thank you for your email, Fernando. All right, next email is from Giselle the Gazelle. Her subject line is too funny. Hey brothers, you guys are so funny. I listen to the podcast on the way to work and on the way to school. Fernando Xavier Hubbard. With the
0: malafakas.
1: <laughs> also, I love the fat time little shirt, fat time little coat.
0: Fat time little coat. <laughs> Anywho,
1: I went to the park with my cousin on Friday after work. And boy, did it rain on us. Uh, you know what? Uh, no, I was thinking I was going to go that day. I wasn't going to go that day. I was going to go on the next day. But I didn't go. We got there about five and parked in downtown Disney. My favorite. No line for security, no line to walk into the park. It was awesome. The very first thing on our list was the Mickey Mummy Macaron.
0: Why does everybody want want that crap? Probably
1: because it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I guess so. That's what I would say. There was a line for this. I only tried the ear for for this snack. It was delish. Then I tried the inside. It was okay. I'm not a cookies and cream type of girl, but my cousin loved it thanks she sound like uh, she did the same thing that uh, Mr. Knight did. She says then we went to have skewers. of course, and those were the bomb as always. We headed to toward d c around six thirty since they closed at seven for Mickey's Halloween party, right as we entered d c It started to rain, not too bad, but it wa- but it got worse fast. We left the park soon after and were stuck in traffic on the ninety one for like an hour and a half. There was an awesome light show on the way back, though, and it was really cool to see. So the answer to Dan's question, I am just your ordinary broke college student. Just work and go to school and do some homework and do homework and sleep when I can. (laughs) My parents just moved to Florida, so when I have a break from work, I fly over there and we head over to Disney World. We take the family time very seriously since we have such limited time together. Disney is just plain family fun and something we have always and will always love to do together. My parents bought our passes to Disney World and my ticket to fly over. I would not be able to afford it maybe one day. It's cold now. That means cute Disney outfits for the park. You should see what Anthony's playing and wear. You, you got to see that. Pants. <laughs> yes, yeah, <it's> black shirt. <laughs> she says, yes, yeah, black shirt, black shorts for y'all. <laughs>
0: hey i got i got blank pants for the winter
1: i've been thinking some people just put on uh, workout gear and go walk around the parks and really get some good exercise just walking everywhere i have thought about doing this early sunday mornings but i'm always curious as how i would actually be able to maneuver around all those people i know it's something other people have done but something always holds me back maybe i just need to go for it what are your thoughts on that? I've seen walking challenges on Pinterest for Walt Disney World. Their park is bigger, so maybe it's easier. I just don't think speed walking is something I'll be able to do easily in Disneyland. Anyway, talk to you all next week. Love G. P. S. How is how was Gangsters Paradise digs? <laughs> okay, we haven't went to Gangsters Paradise yet and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um you know what? Um I try to do a lot of walking at Disneyland. I don't do the power walking thing. I would go there and just have a planned route that I would just walk into the park and stay to like the right side and just, you know, go around Main Street into Tomorrowland, just go around, you know, the Matterhorn, maybe go down to Toontown, come back up, head over to Fantasyland, Teacup area, just go all the way straight through to the Big Thunder Trail, just head all the way over there, just and then head over to Critter Country and then come kind of walking back. And then you go over to the bridge and Pirates and just head over to Vegeland. Then you go walk up to Main Street and then you head over to DCA. Now, I never do any type of power walking. I just walk and just do that. You know, that's probably something that you can go ahead and do. And, uh, you know, that way, if you're not trying to do a power walk, you don't have to worry about, you know, people in front of you. Just take a quick little stroll. I mean, you can walk faster than what you usually do in the parks, but you don't have to do the big power walking thing. But that's what I I would always do when you know. Well, you know, I don't do that much anymore. I'll still do my walks, but it's always going somewhere, going here, going there. But that's something I used to do when I you know, would go like by myself.
0: So you can probably do something like that. And now I, you, when you and I were going while your brother was recuperating his crotch that oh, time, right? Or you can uh, instead of going
1: over to to uh, DCA, head down to downtown Disney go all the way down to the hotel. You can either, we used to, me and Ethan used to go into the hotels and walk around over there and check out everything that's going on. Then come back up to downtown Disney. Then go to California Adventure. I mean, there's so much walking you can do if you're trying to do a walk thing.
0: So that's why. I do agree that probably uh, Florida probably has, is a lot better suited for that just because they don't get like as super crowded.
1: So yeah, that's what I would do. If you really want to do some walking over there and just to do a little workout, do it like that, but don't try to do the speed walking thing since there's so many people there. All right. Thank you for your email, Giselle the Gazelle. All right. Next email is from Dan the Mailman. His, his subject line is Bet you thought this was going to be late again. <laughs> Didn't you? <laughs> Back again this week and on time. Michael, hello. What theme park are you at today? <laughs> Fernando Xavier Hubbard coming for that title, it seems like but nah. This week also saw my return to the parks. It rained buckets on Friday night, canceling the Halloween party fireworks. So thanks to a mousepire tip, I took the chance on Saturday to see if it was clear enough for them to show the Halloween fireworks the next day. Boy, were the parks packed. Seems to be the new norm during Halloween season. Did this bother me? Not really. Did a few rides, thanks to MaxPass, A few small snacks and ended up over by Small World about 9 p.m. Tried to decide where to watch the fireworks from. Earlier on Main Street, there were already people camping out for a spot. My brother suggested we watch them from Small World since they projected on the ride and there were very few people there. He was worried about the obstruction from the trees if we were further back on Main Street. He was right and we stayed by Small World. They made the announcement that it would be the Halloween fireworks and we were able to move around a bit to find where we wanted to stand to watch them. Wow, what a show. The villains theme went over great and the projection on Small World came off great. Check my pics on Facebook and you'll see. The fireworks themselves were definitely secondary to the projections. A couple more rides and we took the journey home. I'll probably be headed to the parks on Sunday morning. Still haven't ridden Haunted Mansion. I didn't feel the need to wait about two hours and there was some stuff I considered buying. But not the plush hitchhiking goes for $70. They can stay there. Still loving the interaction between all of us through email. Called out Giselle last week and we laughed about it earlier this week. So curious to see if she has anything to say through email this week. It was announced that Disney World raised their parking prices to $25 today. I think Michael posted that Six Flags was 27. With the new structure still being built, do you see an increase in the parking fee? And how much is too much? Not that it matters to us, Signature Plus, baby. Anthony, haven't watched the second episode of Resistance yet. I will message you when I do. But as. We won? Hey, we won! Yeah! yeah. Oh,
0: my gosh. Thank you, Bellinger.
1: Damn, dude. Thank you,
0: Manny, for not getting thrown out. The play before, he was this close to being thrown out at second.
1: Hey, you guys, we won. Woohoo! Yeah. All right, so real quick, Anthony, I haven't watched the second episode of Resistance yet. I will message you when I do, but as of this writing, as far as I know, you still haven't watched the first.
0: (laughs) Until next week, Dan out. Uh, I have watched the first episode. I have not watched the second episode yet.
1: All right, so I don't. Um, I didn't hear about the Disney World prices going up. Did you hear about that?
0: Uh, for parking? Yeah. No, I haven't heard anything about parking prices. So
1: I don't know. Um, I haven't heard anything over here about prices going up because the didn't they just go up not too long
0: ago? I thought so. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Michael says so. I guess it must be true. No, Michael says Six Flags went to be twenty-seven. Oh right, so everybody's of course expecting. Uh, that's not usually how you, Disneyland usually raises price prices to match Universal.
1: Right, I don't know if uh, you know what I've seen uh, someone talking about prices to park and blah 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 blah. I don't know if if uh, if um, uh, Six Flags is twenty-seven to park regularly, or was that for Fright Fest? Because uh, they were, talk- he was talking to somebody, and then someone said, "Oh yeah, well it's thirty five in Knott's Berry Farm," and I was like, "I didn't say nothing," but I was like, "Well that's bull because it's not thirty five dollars to park for uh Halloween haunt or Knott's Scary Farm, whatever they changed it back to. It's uh, twenty two dollars. Regular parking is nineteen, and the uh, Halloween haunt is twenty two. So I don't know where this guy got thirty five from. It's not thirty five dollars to park for a uh, Halloween haunt, but." Um, I don't know if, um, Magic Melon is starting $27 to park. That's like a lot of money compared to the other parks, but how much is too much? I don't know because when you go to LA and you have conventions and, and all that kind of stuff, you're paying $30, you're paying 40 bucks just to park there. Yeah, it's crazy. And, um, you gotta have somewhere to park unless you, uh, get smart enough and just take the bus.
0: Uh, no, as far as I could tell right here, yeah, unless it was just for Fright Fest. I see their general parking is 25 Valley valet parking is 45 and preferred parking is $35. All right, so yeah. So uh, maybe he had to pay extra for Fright Fest. I don't know.
1: No, because we get parking on the pass.
2: He does? Yeah.
0: At Benjamin. Mountain? Yeah. Oh, then yeah, I don't know what he saw then. Yeah,
1: it's probably Fright Fest parking price. So yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Dan. I don't know uh, when they're going to go up. I'm I'm sure that um, uh, I would get some notification before they go up if they plan to go up. But, yeah, I don't know what too much or how much is too much because people are going to come to Disney anyway, uh, and they're going to have to park. So they're going to pay whatever parking, uh, you know, whatever it costs to park. And, yeah, who cares? We don't need to worry about it because we have our passes that have parking on them. All right, thank you for your email, Dan the Mailman. And uh, hopefully uh, I'll see you soon. Dan went on that Saturday, and I, that's the day I was going to go, but I kind of got lazy, and I didn't feel like getting up to go just to drive down there. And I knew it was busy. I've seen the, they closed the structure like they always do.
0: I just know real quick Universal Studios parking is still also 25. Okay. Until 6 p.m.
1: I got lazy, I didn't feel like going. So, but hopefully I can uh, see you guys soon. See you soon, and uh, Fernando. Meet us down there and um Michael the Mail Guy, Giselle the Gazelle, Rick and Rachel, you should come down you guys should all meet up and uh uh I don't know about Anthony, he never goes with me anymore.
0: <laughs> I get no invites. <laughs> okay. Uh also as an addendum to Dan's email, which we could actually talk about his addendum as opposed to <laughs> Mr. Knight's addendum, yeah. who's is too long. I know they probably don't appreciate us talking about their addendums like this. But. <laughs> Dirty. Uh, Dan sent us uh, pictures of, uh, you know, everybody, this is, uh, without getting into political specifics, everybody knows that we have midterms coming up. And of course, you get all your crap in the mail,
2: yeah.
0: whether it's, uh, you know, states, senators, rep- representatives, assembly, all this stuff. Well, Dan apparently got one in the mail that is for the person that is going against the incumbent for a state assembly in his area. And uh, they've decided to apparently take advantage of the fact that apparently there's a huge amount of angle pass holders over in the Corona area. Spoilers, Dan lives in Corona. Don't go stalking him now. Okay. So somehow this politician decided that they were going to play dirty and use Disney as a, what would you call it, a tool, in their dirty politics. Okay, is that is that what you would say? Probably a tool. Because I think I finally figured out what this is trying to say. So on the front of it, of course, were your name and addresses and stuff. Usually, you always have the big postcard. sort of the big postcard type uh, political advertisements. It says there's a big there's a picture of like a out of focus castle, and then there's an angle passport sort of. And then it says, unhappiest vote on earth. <laughs> and then there's a picture of the annual passport. And then on it, it says canceled. And then it says assembly woman. And it has their name. Now, then on the other side, oh, and of course, the unhappiest vote on earth is in Disney font. Was, that's the one that's called Walter Graf, right? Yes. Yes. Walter Graff. Now it's not illegal or it's not copyright. You have no, there's no, it's an open rights font you can use, but obviously when you use it in this case, they're wanting you to make it seem like that there's some connection with Disney. And of course, you know, some people are going to fall for that because then the, on the other side, it gets real confusing. It has obviously the name of the guy running for assembly at the bottom uh, it has vote yes on some something that I don't even know what that has to do with the rest of it. But it says, so-and-so was the deciding vote for the $52 billion gas hi- tax hike. Now, that's referring to the fact that, uh, what was it, last year they passed in the State Assembly a uh, tax hike for gasoline in California to help pay for uh you know, improvements and in infrastructure and stuff. You know, stuff that we're not getting from other places, especially not getting from the government. And uh you know, there was a lot of groups that were obviously against that, people that, you know, are ignorant and stuff like that. But apparently this, this uh this incumbent politician in Dan's area uh voted for the tax hike. I don't know how they could say that necessarily she was the deciding vote, but you know, it's always a spin of the words to make it sound like this person's guilty. Now, uh, there's, a, there's a picture of them, and it shows like they're saying, and it says, she cost families the opportunity to go to Disneyland. And then on top, it says, a Disneyland annual passport costs $729 per year versus the $52 billion gas tax hike that cost California families over $700 a year. So I figured out what this is saying. It's basically saying that because of the gas tax, all these families can't go to Disneyland anymore. They can't afford their passes because the uh, price of gas has raised.
1: Yeah, the families are now paying seven hundred dollars a year because of the gas tax and the gas tax, and now they can't go to get they their can't go to pass.
0: Disneyland. Uh, yeah, can't get their annual passes because they can't afford it because gas is too high. Now, we can go into several different reasons why that's not true. But right now, we're just going to call out Dirty. Yeah. Dirty award for the week because Dan didn't give out a Dirty Award. Michael wasn't here to give out a Dirty word, So I'm giving out the Dirty Award this week. goes to Bill. Bill S. Saley. Yeah. Who is running for state assembly in Dan's district in Corona. Dirty award to you for using disney as a crutch for your own bad politics using disney to dirt, to do dirty politics to try to appeal to families who may have had to give up on their past for some reason other than the give the price of gas
1: yeah because we talked about it a long time ago that you can take the three dollar bus ride to
0: Disney. Exactly, and that <laughs> goes from Corona, right? I'm sure there's a stop there somewhere. Somewhere. So, and then of course, once again, you get use of the Disney Waltograph font on the on the backside. It says it's not too late for, and then it says dreams to come true, and that's in Disney font. So, yeah, we call dirty on Bill Esale es- 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 for trying to use disney to win your political race dirty dirty dirty
1: And if you guys have any uh comments questions your own tip of the week you have your own food reviews keep it short and uh if you have any other comments on anything you heard uh on the podcast all you have to do is email us mousefire at com.
0: dirty bill
1: hey guess what what dodgers won yeah, yeah. We were happy. You guys heard. We got happy. Dodgers won and everything. So we're good for today. Six, three. (laughs) We love it. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. And um, hopefully we can uh, win tomorrow and then win one more. And we'll be good to go. Anyway, so earlier it was mentioned about my trip to uh, Gangster's Paradise. And I mentioned last week that I was going on a trip this weekend. And uh, I said it was kind of Disney related. There's some Disney stuff to it. Maybe. I don't know. But I will be going to Vegas this weekend for LDI, which is Live Design International. It's where all the lighting companies go and show off their brand new lights. And it's Disney related because these are the companies that Disney gets their lights from, it's like from Fantasmic and Frozen show in DCA. And I know I talked about this a while back when Frozen, when they first started, they uh, basically got rid of all their follow-spot operators and they installed these lights in the back, which is called Black Tracks. And what happens is that the the characters or the actors, they were a sensor on their body somewhere, and that light goes right to them. So if you guys ever watch the show, and you might see Anna standing somewhere, and the light is a little off. That's because the sensor's not working that right. Because I seen that before. I was watching, like Elsa was standing somewhere, but the light was kind of off. So anyway, the companies that make these lights for the Disneyland and everything, or that Disney uses, I'll be going to this convention, and I'm gonna be meeting Tim the tech there. Tim, that's actually working a booth over there, which is gonna be pretty cool. He said one of the companies asked him to work, so. I'm gonna go meet him over there on uh, Friday, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool. I can't wait. I'm excited because you know I always talk about Disney lighting and lighting in general, and I'm excited to go. I didn't get to go last year because of my damn gallbladder and having tube issues. <laughs> so I get to go this weekend. It's gonna be pretty cool. It's be lots of fun. Cool. Yeah. Oh, and also they're gonna be um, a couple bands playing. It's gonna be an 80s uh, metal band, I believe. And there's going to be another uh, 80s band called Spasmatic. Have you heard of them? They're very, very popular. So I'm actually very excited to see them. They're going to be playing uh, outside of the convention center because they're going to be setting up like three stages out there. When you guys go to shows, if you guys go to parks and they have these uh, trailers that turn into stages, well, those companies are going to be there so they can show off their stages and stuff like that. And, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. It's going to be pretty cool. And I'm going to take lots of pictures.
2: Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations,
1: even bridal parties. Or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember,
2: those are buttons, not pins.
1: Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Mouse Power Podcast. We thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us. So it was a pretty cool show. Got a lot of things to we got through today. And uh, a lot of Fat Time email there with Mr. Knight. And don't forget, next week we will be uh, continuing that email with part two of his uh, adventures with uh, Fat Time in the parks. We will also see what else he was up to while he was in the park celebrating
0: his birthday. Yep, and make sure you guys uh, get over there and check out the Pixar Shorts. Or the Nutcracker preview before that ends on November 4th. We still have a couple more weeks on that. And then don't forget that Fault and Straw is now open. And that DuckTales returns this weekend. Yeah. set so your DVRs. Yep. Set them if you got them. <laughs> of course, you can keep up with everything that we do on our social medias. We are MousePire on Facebook. We are at MousePire on the Twitter and the Instagram. And just MousePire on the Snaps.
1: Snappy Snaps? to the Snappy Snaps.
0: Snap. And Wait, I wanna, Not chaps. Chats. Not chapstick. No. No. Or chaps, like, you know, cowboys oh, wear. Yeah, not those. Not
1: assless either. And don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram at blue 1313 Also, follow Buttons by digs on Instagram. There you will see your button orders going out. You can head over to dgpclothing.com, get your mousepire gear. You can get your annual pass holder stickers. So you don't have to have anyone steal them off your car, get a sticker and don't forget to head over to Patreon.com slash mousepire and help support the podcast. Check out Michael, the mug guys, $3 special. Also don't forget you can listen to the podcast on YouTube. And I want to say real quick that, uh, Tim, the tech has been busy and hopefully I think he was posting the other two episodes up this week or today or something. So don't for I mean, don't worry. They will be up soon. And uh, if you guys are listening right now, I appreciate you guys, uh, that listen on YouTube. And I apologize that it takes him forever to, well, I shouldn't say take him forever. He's trying. He's working. And uh, remember, he's under no obligation to be doing that. Exactly. And we appreciate uh, him doing it for us. And, uh, yeah, so you can check out YouTube. Just search Mouse Power Podcast. And you can listen to the podcast there.
0: And until next time, remember, you can't win games if you don't score runs. So for Cody Bellinger, Chuck Wendig, and Will Row Hood, I'm Anthony. And I'm Diggs. Bye.
1: I find your lack of faith
0: disturbing.
1: Well, until the Dodgers won, I had lack of faith. Right. <laughs> this podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of Mousepire dot com.
0: Well, uh, the the well, well, well. In this week's episode, we're all over the place with news from three real- out. What's it all mean? Will the, ho- will the hotel guests get their Starbucks back? Also, a <laughs> <laughs>